Welcome to the Skeptic Choir. November 2012. This is episode 82 of the Skeptic Wire. I am your host, Gary Lawn, and with me per usual this week, although not like last week, is Donna Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And the interviewer extraordinaire, Greg Perrine. Shut up! Okay. <laughs> well, that blows that one out of the water. So, how was everybody's week? How'd you, how'd you like your week off? <laughs> you know, I actually I I worked so <laughs> it wasn't really, it a, week wasn't really a week off. Well, a week off from having to research everything on the podcast, and we just got a week to you. Okay, hold enjoy on, the on. show you, and a week off from you researching it. I don't really call what we, Gary and I do is really researching it as yeah. much as it's... Panicked oh. reading. <laughs> Taking a vague glance at the headlines. How's yeah. that? That works. I like that. That works for me. Yeah. Sometimes I read like the first sentence or so. Yeah. Well, then I'll start doing the lightning round based on the second sentence of every article. <laughs> then I know that the answer might be the. No, never. Or, or, or accordingly. Could be and... <laughs> Could be and. Could be and. Thus. No, they never say thus. That's a. That's, that's, like, a, that's, that's a like an English term. literature yeah. word. And thus. <laughs> and thus you shall vote. Just, that's it. See, where I take care of the research on this podcast, you guys take care of it taking it completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, meandering into some weird conversation off in them. Yeah, basically, this, this yeah. podcast is Burning Man, just without the drugs. Or the Burning Man. Or the we desert. could set Greg on fire. Or Ooh, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> no. I vote no. <laughs> to the one. You lose. My fucking house. <laughs> no. No fires. You have Your homeowner's insurance. House. <laughs> you have homeowner's insurance. Yeah, you, you have, a, you have a, uh, one of those places where you set fire to stuff in. A uh, fireplace. You have a place for fire. You should, we'll set you on fire. We'll put you in the fireplace so your house maintains its housiness. <laughs> I agree. That's all I have to add. <laughs> a place for fire. You couldn't figure that one out? <laughs> I have a problem with my nouns this week. I haven't had any sleep but a lot of coffee. I've been missing your coffee chronicles. Yeah, on, I know. On Facebook, <laughs> I was I upset to... the past couple of days. I was like, well, coffee chronicles. Yeah, five, five, six, and seven will be will be up tomorrow. Now, are you trying to quit coffee, or are you getting back on the wagon <laughs> and having more coffee? I can't really tell. I just don't know how to. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not coffee in your mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> Never mind. Yeah. So what is your current relationship with coffee? Is it, you know, it's in a relationship, on, is it single, or is it complicated? Oh, it's definitely complicated, but it's I have a relationship with coffee. Quite a strong relationship with coffee. I would say that coffee is probably my strongest relationship. Yeah. But considering, uh, I, I got a, a um, and I hate to use the, the word, uh, oh, I won't even mention the name. Hell, I got a gift card. 
a, a card that I can gift things with. And be gifted to. Specifically for a uh, coffee chain. A well-known Seattle a well-known, coffee yes, chain. Which rhymes with Slarshmucks. It was featured on Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yes, there. exactly. Often, often next to Bill Clinton with a cigar. Um, <laughs> um, oh, the character name! Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, they don't have any coffee shops on the Battlestar Galactica? It's a... They don't even have a PX. What are you talking yeah, about? They have, they have, I, I, they was have on, I was focused on the coffee shop side of that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand what you were talking about. I was like, well, maybe on one of the civilian ships they had a coffee shop? I don't remember that scene. Yeah, it's called the Central Perk. <laughs> <laughs> and since there's nothing to do for the civilians on the thing, they just sit around and, and, and talk. And talk. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're talking about you got a gift card to Apollo Coffee. Yes, exactly. Actually, it's Adama Coffee, but Adama, yeah. exactly. Right. And uh, for for doing like online polls and stuff, right? Not polls, uh, questionnaires, surveys. surveys. Thank you. Those are polls. Yeah, but they're kind they're of. surveys. Polls. Eh, no, no, because you don't go poll says. You say survey says. <laughs> and so I'm part of the survey and not part of the poll. That being said. I have fifty. I have a fifty dollar gift card to a coffee shop, and I'm using it. <laughs> so that what got you what two cups of coffee? Actually, if you buy just the just the coffee and not the, all like the other the ground shit, coffee, yeah, just yeah, because yeah, you can get like a, a mild, medium, or dark roast, and it's for a medium cup. And I make sure to say I'd like a medium cup of coffee. Medium roast, so a medium, medium. Uh-huh. And it's psychic. <laughs> Greg, Greg is still oh. trying to work that one out. No, no, I was trying to figure out if you were done. <laughs> is, has he shut up yet? <laughs> I was just kind of letting you go. And... Moving on! <laughs> Do we have any birthdays this week? Yes, uh, we have a couple. Um... I'm going to kind of phrase this as oh kind of... Oh my god, it's like a five-page tome. I it's, think it's, it's more two. than that. <laughs> so there are two people this uh, this day He has like bibliographies and footnotes to this thing. No, I, just, I printed out the Wikipedia articles. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Wikipedia. Behind the scenes, that's where I get all my information. <laughs> all right, so... And it's no wonder you didn't go to graduate school. <laughs> oh, fuck you both. <laughs> Wow, and the snobbery comes wow. out. Wow, that's okay, Greg. We'll, we use we'll use small words. <laughs> you guys don't really want to know whose birthday it is today, do you? I don't know. Is he? Did they do a longitudinal study? <laughs> Your thumbs are stupid, Gary. I know they are, as well as most of my fingers. I think just my toes are stupid. My thumbs are actually pretty smart. They mm. type very well. And Harpo just wishes she had thumbs. Birthdays! <gasps> or Anne birthday. We actually have two birthdays that I want to kind of go into, and I'm going to phrase it kind of a good, the bad, and the ugly. But go- with two people? Yes. 
<laughs> so is it good and ugly? It will make it sense in a couple and minutes. Ugly okay. Or <laughs> bugly. Uh, bugly. So we have good, bad, and ugly. So it's like chaotic good. <laughs> Something like that. And just I'm going to start with the ugly. <clears throat> okay. Born today, November 1st in... John Merrick. The Elephant Man. Okay, no. Nope, sorry. I have no... Uh, nope, nope. Um, Tom Merrick, whatever his name is. Doesn't George matter. Washington? I don't know. Okay, ugly. Go ahead. Ugly. <laughs> born today, November 1st, 1972. I'm just going to come out and say it because you're going to know who this person is by their name. George Rabb. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't think it's his birthday No, it's today. not his birthday. Okay, go ahead. Born today, November 1st, 1972, Jenny McCarthy! Yay! I want to tell you, okay. She was at one point physically beautiful, but boy, is she ugly on the yeah. inside. <laughs> ugly on the, as a skeptical birthday, she's the ugly. Yeah. She is, I'll give you that. She is very anti-vax, as we all know. You go to JennyMcCarthyBodyCount.com and you'll see just how many people have, have been affected. Have by been it. affected by it, and you know, go get your vaccinations. I got my flu shot last week. So I did too. And my to arm still hurts. Mine doesn't hurt at all. I'm fine. Well, that's because you had yours last week. I see. I thought you said you got yours last week as well. No, Monday. Oh, bastard. Although, not too bad today. Okay. okay. I got mine on Friday. Donna, punch him in the arm. See if it still hurts. <laughs> Violent I'm not podcast. Punch him. Set you on fire before I punch him. <laughs> we need him. <laughs> He's the editor. Fine, lick him on the arm and see if it still hurts. I think that there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has got creepy real yeah. fast. <laughs> well, speaking of creepy, I'll move on to the good and the bad person, Larry Flint. Oh. So Speaking he, of Larry Flint, Flint. He's, he's, he, you know, he's most famous for being the publisher of Hustler magazine and a few other basically very graphic pornographic magazines. And um, yeah, w- The word artistic does not quite enter into them. Not quite so much. Um, <laughs> well, that's because... Nakes have staples in them. Let's just, let's just admit it. There's, there's, if there's a staple in there, it's not really considered art. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's an interesting. <clears throat> unless the art piece is made from that. staples, exactly. Okay, <clears throat> I have yet to see that. Or get on it, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a trash heap that uses uh, magazines in in the art, and then that trash heap that is the art accidentally gets cleaned up by the janitorial staff. <laughs> So I consider Larry Fint like good and bad because he's good about free speech and First Amendment. He's also, you know, atheist, which is kind of nice for us, but not necessarily, you know, a skeptical thing. That's but, something we're going to shout from the from yeah. the treetops. Larry yeah. Flint is one of us. <laughs> but he's very pro First Amendment. Has gone to the mat many times to um, to protect, to protect First free speech. Oh, everything I see. From, you know, he's probably got him mad for other things too, but we'll just mail his stuff out to saying that you know pornography <laughs> is just as valid as anything else out there. If it's a business, let me do my business and all, and all that. So the good on the bad side, he's a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's a bit of a prick. Yeah, uh, he's just he like 
I mean, uh, Donald Trump. Just a is, little bit more vocal about yeah. it. Sure. <laughs> now, I've, I've, I seem to remember hearing somewhere, maybe someone posted on Facebook or something, that Larry Flint was kind of in the news today. Yes, he actually... Oh, I thought you were going to say nude. <laughs> uh, probably that too, but... At then... some point today, he probably was. He had to take a bath or something. Probably right. Larry Flint has offered um, the Todd Senate Aiken? candidate Richard Mordock. Oh, Mordock. Is it more? Is it more dark or more dark? No, you have to Mauer-dark? pronounce it like everybody pronounced Mordor in the Lord of the Rings, kind of with a weird Mordor. Scottish accent. <laughs> more dark. Whatever. More dark. Okay. He addressed. He took out a full page ad and he addressed the the candidate. Wait, a full page ad where? In the Indianapolis Star. Okay, offering- so not really the biggest, but. It's uh, Mordor's, uh, Mordor's, Mordor's, whatever the fuck his name is. Mordor's yeah. home area. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, just one- to stop for one second, just to let the listeners know, Gary is currently eating a Snickers bar, so that's why his mouth is going to be glued shut for the rest of the episode, and why you're hearing all the smacking sounds of his gob. <laughs> yes, you're hearing my gob smack. <laughs> well, like I said, Larry Smith... Larry Flint offered a million dollars for proof that pregnancy from rape is, quote, something that God intended. Dear Mr. Mordock, I am offering you one million dollars in cash to deposit it in any bank that you designate in the United States, Cayman Islands or Switzerland for proof to substantiate your statement that on Tuesday, October 23rd, 2012, that, quote, even when life begins in that horrible situation of rape, That is something that God intended to happen, end quote. Please be kind enough to verify your claim for a wandering nation. I will accept for the purposes of this reward any verifiable transcript of your personal conversations with God, letters, emails, text messages, or videos from God, or messages addressed to you from the God trans addressed to you from God transmitted by any third party, including the Republican National Committee or the Romney Ryan campaign. I am assuming that you would not have made this statement unless you had been authorized by God. No one who believes in God would ever use the Almighty's name in vain. That would be blasphemy. That's one of my favorite uh, I am eager to receive your proof and pay my $1 million reward to you. Please send evidence to me immediately. This offer is valid until 8 p.m. on November 5th, 2012. Sincerely yours, Larry Flint. (laughs) So that sounds pretty much like the pro-free speech, you know, pro reasonableness guy, but being a little bit of a dick about it. Sure. You know, I may not like Larry Flint personally, but you know what he's just saying and has the money to say what we all want to say. I would have loved to have been able to take out that ad. I'd love to be able to write a check and say, okay, fine, show me your proof. I'd love to pull a James Randi Foundation. Yeah. Also, I would like to uh, to apologize for using Mordork. I think that's that's Mordok. I, I, I'm not. It's exactly. kind of. I, 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 I hate it when the 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 political people do it, you know, like saying no Obama right. or or mittens or was you know. So I, I apologize. I'm not going to yeah, do that. Anymore. I think it's more like Mordok or something. Yeah. Mordok. Yeah, I, I want to say Mordok, but doesn't matter. Anyway, he's a douche. Okay. <laughs> and we're not a 501c3, so we no. can get away with saying <laughs> yeah. that. Um, 
Right. So Larry Flint, yay. Jenny McCarthy, not so yay. yay. Pretty much sums it up for me. What else we got? Well, we have the elections coming up, so I think by the time we do this podcast next week, we will have well, a new... No, isn't this going on this week? By the time next week's episode oh. comes out, is what no. he said. Okay. Yeah, didn't I? <laughs> I un- you got there in the end, but it kind of was this weird kind of weaving kind of... By the time we negative. record next week's podcast... Yes. Um, there should be an election held... Yes. Prior to. Be. Except maybe in New York City and New Jersey. Well, I'll probably still go in there. It'll be tough, but yeah. They'll, they'll be able to do it. Um, in fact, they'll probably happen to great fanfare. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we've decided... Oh, God, I can't believe we're doing this. Why are we doing this? Uh, we're not going to really talk about so much about politics, but there are some certain things on the ballots... In, uh, around the country that we thought might be interesting to discuss. Yeah. So we're not going to talk specific candidates. candidates. Uh, I think there's enough of that going on. And, God, that's boring. Well, so we're going to talk about certain initiatives. Yeah. I, I know that just turning on the radio in the morning while I go about my business is just hearing about the two main candidates is oh, driving before, me crazy. Sorry, but yeah, so be, be, before we do that, just know that we also have the song challenge this week. So if you don't want to hear anything about politics, you can kind of skip towards the end where the the, the, the songs are. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, saying, Gary, is we could include another 30 minutes of dead air and yeah. everybody would be fast-forwarding at this point because yeah. they're so sick of yeah. politics. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, you know, like Gary said... We're not- <laughs> <laughs> just going to do that for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, we talk really slow to fuck with the people who listen to podcasts on You shut your mouth, speed. Greg. <laughs> yeah, I'm just leaving it all alone. And that's what you get when you have variable, vi- variable bit rate on your MP3. <clears throat> That's not true. But there you go. So go, go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. What are you talking about? So we're talking about <laughs> polls and ballot initiatives and referenda. What's the plural of referendum? Referendi? Referendums. Referendices, yes. And amendments. Referendums, I think. It's its own plural. So in about 38 of the 50 American states... I uh, apologize to our international listeners. We're going to be talking about USA stuff a lot. Um, well, this probably affects them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, actually, not so much. The ballot initiatives yeah. are usually state stuff, but there's some state referenda amendments, whatever, well, that are being held. The, the same issue is being voted on in multiple states and may affect national issues. And... Some of the issues, like one of the ones that we'll talk about um, probably very briefly, California's uh, repealing of the death penalty does have international repercussions because there are countries like Canada that won't extradite to the United to a United State if the death penalty is an available um, punishment should they be found guilty. Yeah. So it does. There are international. Yeah. And, and this this is also bears on the on the fact that even if you uh, hate the 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 big players in the politics game, like you don't think it matters whether you vote for uh, the president because it's already decided. On your local level, it's very important that you vote. 
if you don't if you don't vote for president, at least vote for something that's all in politics your neighborhood. is local, as they say. Yeah. So okay. So moving on. Yes. So in the about thirty eight or so states that are doing ballot initiatives, there are about one hundred seventy six pro- uh, propositions up for vote. And we're going to cover them all. No. Oh. oh you know thank the things you. like you sweet baby zombie Jesus. <laughs> You know, for <laughs> this is baby zombie Jesus. Wow, that's changed. Okay, go ahead. Well, I I always use Jesus tap dancing Christ, but if she wants to use zombie Jesus, no baby, H. what? Jesus H tap dancing Christ? No, just tap dancing. Huh? It falls. The rhythm falls better. But we're no, it doesn't. Digressing. Jesus tap dancing Christ does not flow off better than Jesus H tap dancing Christ. To me, it does. Okay, let's just get down to the brass tacks of it. You're both trying to say Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> and both trying to be like all well, polite about no, it. No, I'm going with the Blues Brothers. Jesus H tap dancing Christ, I see the light. But you would go with Jesus tap dancing Christ on a pogo stick. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> anyway, go. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm going to let them finish. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Okay. So, so since Gary is not going to be late, let me finish, I might as well mention that there are, there are things to vote on, like four of the states in the United States, Idaho, Kentucky, Nebraska, and Wyoming, have things on their ballot measures like establishing the right to hunt and fish. They What? Yes. For Wyoming? some reason, it, it seems to be like... From what little I was able to find, because I don't really care about it, it seems to be a particularly NRA kind of thing to try to, you know, oh, to fight it's... against, like, the the PETA people and the animal oh. rights people. So some of that is vaguely skeptically related, but we're, re- uh, you know, of the 176 propositions, we're just going to really focus on some of the biggies when it comes to... Yeah. Not necessarily skepticism. None of these propositions are all about let's get homeopathy paid for by uh, public, you know, health insurance or something like that. Yeah, not like England. But it's more like the the skepticism plus issues. A lot of them. Wait are, a minute. How, uh, skepticism plus. Oh, good gracious! We're gonna start a firestorm of shit. Why not? It'll get some publicity for the show. <laughs> all right, skepticism plus then. <laughs> First of all, I'd like you to know that I hate both of you because <laughs> you're uh, demagogues and ideologues and you disgust me. Okay. You're banned from my house. There we go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Suppose I mean, we, should, of- we should probably jump on Donnie here because she's female. Yes, I have the boobs. <laughs> we would get sued for sexual harassment if we jumped on Donna. Mike Actually, also might I, have something no, to say about no, that. I think I think we probably get our asses kicked if we jump on. <laughs> okay, yeah. five years of Krav Maga, guys. Um, yes. Yeah. You know what they call it, Krav Maga? Why? Because that's the sound you make after they grab your balls. Krav Maga. <laughs> Well, you know that one of the things that they teach you is the 101 ways to rip a man's testicles off. Yes, I, 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 yeah, I saw that in the Big Bang Theory. Okay, go ahead, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of banning Gary from my house, <laughs> Proposition 34 in California is... The death penalty! Is an, <laughs> exactly, is an initiative to end the death penalty in the state. Well, obviously, I think we're going to vote against that if that gets rid of Gary. <laughs> 
So back in the 1970s, they abolished the death penalty, and then they brought it back in 1978. And since then, California has had the death penalty. There have been basically lots of money spent on incarcerating these people, but also spending on all the appeals trials. I'm all for appeals trials if you're trying to kill somebody. Yeah, but there's but a yeah, lot of money you, you going have into to, that. But I mean, you have to. You have to give the person a chance to defend themselves. So that's we've what, already seen that in Texas, that did, not being able to defend yourself causes you to die. Um, and when not there are questions lingering, yeah. Yeah. about whether or not you're a guilty or innocent person. Exactly. But on the other hand, from a strictly practical viewpoint, if you're going to stick somebody in prison for life, it makes more sense to kill them because less money from a strictly um, financial viewpoint. From a financial viewpoint. From, from a taxpayer if viewpoint. If it was just the basically housing and feeding them for the rest of their, say, 50 years, as opposed to just killing them right then and there, yes, technically it would save money. But, yeah. like I said, all the lawyers' fees, all the trials, all the security to make sure they don't commit suicide, because most of these guys are just sitting there on death row for years yeah. and years and years in exactly. complete isolation. They're more likely to die of old age and suicide than 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 actually be killed by the state. Yeah, sure. Right. I understand. And and also, I would like to say that I'm not actually not for the death penalty. Yeah. I was just making the point. Yeah, and see here, <laughs> I'm I w- I will be the devil's advocate here because I am actually for the death penalty. I'm I really am, but I'm also of the you make sure. That you are absolutely, positively sure. Right. Caught, and you, caught you're, you're not and, using it yeah. as, I, I believe that it should be applied equally across race, gender, right. the whole, I mean, the whole nine yards, because there is a significant... If, if you're going to have it, everybody gets it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sorry, there are certain people who do things so horrible, they do not deserve to be in our society. Yeah. An unrehabilitatable... Uh, the sociopaths. I, I, I understand that, but it, it, to me, it's kind of like uh, abortion. I I'm, don't particularly care for abortion, but I understand the need for it. I prefer to be, obviously, in that lovely, shiny world where it is completely unnecessary, but um, I understand and fully support the right for someone to have one. Right. Right. I where, where you're kind of like pretty much against the death penalty... Yeah. And Donna is for it. I'm actually kind of somewhere in between because I morally don't have a problem with the death penalty. I've, I've said it before that if there's someone, like you said, who's completely unrehabilitatable and they just, you know, it's without a shadow of a doubt, I don't have a problem with killing someone because I'm also pro-abortion choice yeah. in that sometimes... For whatever reason, whether it's the health of the mother, the health of the kid, or would not be able to raise in a good place, I'm for abortion, for death penalty, there are some people who just can't be redeemed. No, I, I and, totally agree with that. On the technical and side, I am against the, the death penalty because it's not a deterrent, yes. and because right. of all the, the, the legal meringering that has to go around where... The California Proposition 34 will automatically take all 725 people who are on death row in California right now and change them to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yeah, and, and so it'll just, it'll, you know, their life in prison, if there's a mistake that can be fixed, but for right now, just throw them away and lock away the key. Lock them away and throw away the key. <laughs> 
No, and I completely agree with you. It's not a deterrent. No one has ever said, oh, look, I didn't go out and murder somebody today because I might get killed for it. Yeah. Nobody I, has ever said that. Yeah. Nobody, absolutely nobody has ever I think, said that. I think maybe what I'm really against is primarily against the arguments for the, the death penalty because what, what you hear is it's a deterrent. Do the whole yeah. thing. And those, those are bullshit. Um, but again, I, I'm also looking at from my idealistic point of view, I'd prefer that we wouldn't have to. Right. But I understand that there but are people. I, I'm one of those people. When you I look at, say, no. Richard Allen Davis, who murdered Polly Klaus, you look at Charles Manson. These are people who are unredeemable. I personally have no problem. And honestly, I could push the plunger and have no regrets whatsoever. But as an atheist who's saying, well, the whole point of this is to, one, keep people out of society and keep people safe, but also, two, a form of punishment, I think leaving someone in prison for the rest of their life, so if they sit there and stew, is more punishment than ending it quick and killing them. Right, but at the same time, it's a, it's a useless yeah. punishment. Yeah, yes. and some of these people are it, not going to sit there and stew. Yeah. They're not going to... Charles Manson, prime example. He is not sitting there and stewing and crying his eyes out over killing Sharon Tate. Well, He's you, not. You sit them in their present in prison and squirt lemon juice in their eyes for 30 okay, years. Okay, fine. Okay. You go ahead and do yeah, that. Yeah, we're about torture. <laughs> I, I don't think that's pretty cruel and unusual for someone like Charles Manson. Well, it, it's kind of like the idea of hell. I mean, you're, you're bad, so you go to hell. Well, prison is along those same lines. It's that idea, you, you take them out of society because we're social animals, and you put them into a completely different society, but you take them out of society and lock them away, and you're expecting that they're supposed to feel some sort of remorse. anguish, remorse, or whatever. And if they don't, then, you know, okay, they're sociopathic. At, at what point do you say, okay, this is like Manson, for example. It's completely useless. To ha- the guy will never be, re- we're just wasting Everybody's time, everybody's money. I mean, we're not. Are we learning anything from him? Probably not. Not anymore. I don't think yeah. he's so, going to analyze as much as he can. You know, and okay, and so now it, we, we've taken a reduction. I've I've just taken a reductionist point of view, and the guy is useless to society, so kill him. Now, the problem with that is, is you can see the slippery slope op, uh, from that argument. is like, oh well, this guy is useless to society. We've decided this person is useless because he's done something bad. We've locked him away. So slippery slope. This person who's in society is a complete drain on society, so he's useless. So why not get rid of them, too? Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. that'll actually come up in one of the um, things going on. I think it's in Massachusetts later Massachusetts, on. yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so we'll, um, okay. it, the, the last thing I'll talk about on this, on the death penalty side, is it's interesting to read the people who are against repealing the death penalty mm-hmm. The big arguments that they talk about, they a few of them will mention things like, oh, it's a deterrent for crime, which we've gone over, which it isn't. Right. Um, but also, a lot of them play on the emotion of you're slapping the victims in the face by letting these people live. And it's really emphasizing the vendetta side of the, the right. eye for an eye side yeah. of the death penalty where they're really going for that emotional punch in the gut to say, and that's that's actually an interesting. This person killed a baby; they should die. Right, and that, and that's an interesting uh, argument because it's the same thing about abortion. Uh, well, a rape victim, you're having the woman forced to carry the term a, a child that was unwanted and caused by a violent act. Right, so yeah. it's a very similar argument to that. 
<laughs> Which I, yeah. I find it, I just, I just, yeah. it's, it's, that's rather interesting. Obviously, I don't have an answer. It's, but. it's tough because if you were in that situation, if, if one of my family members was killed, if I know who did it, yeah. I would want to kill them. That yeah. is why we don't let the family members decide what happens to criminals. Even yeah. in a robbery case, you know, you might want to cut off someone's hands because someone stole your stereo. <coughs> but we don't live in that kind of the the culture that we Thankfully allow. Thankfully, don't live in that kind the of the victims <laughs> to 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 do that kind of to determine the punishment. Yeah, because we have to have people who are impartial and say, all right, let's make sure that a, a white person, a black person who committed the same crime are punished in the same way. Because you might think. There would be families who who yeah well you now, now, now there's you a just, whole you, you, big you just change the topic though you just change it into race no but it's still but it's still the victim might hate one race over the other more so they add oh, more okay. um, punishment and it's you know if if you have someone who's you hated your uncle Bob and he got killed you're like okay well whatever just put him in prison I don't care but if you loved Uncle Bob you're like kill him kill him now. Some people would be, and then yeah. there's that also some, me. yeah, and, and, and some people might actually forgive the person. Yeah, so that that's why it's good to have an impartial system that says there's a minimum. If you killed someone, you get this, uh, right. but you but can't it's get also, more punishment than that. But it's also necessary to have, um, I guess, disinterested parties look at it to see if. Um, based on what what evidence uh, and arguments that they have for and against, whether the ten year sentence is will will do anything. Yeah. Because for, there, there may be extenuating circumstances, like stealing a loaf of bread. Okay, let's just make it simple. Not killing, obviously. But if you're starving and you steal a loaf of bread, it's different than whether you're wandering through and you just steal a loaf of bread because you're really excited because you love stealing. Well, even even in a case of killing someone, there's self-defense. Sure. So yeah. it, those are mitigating circumstances. It's not always punishable to have killed somebody. Yeah. So Absolutely. And the the, la- the last thing I'll, I'll say on, I mean, we've been talking for a while on just this one subject. I want to get to a few of the others. But this this point will actually touch on a lot of these other referendi. Referendums? Referendum. 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 I'm going to fuck that up the rest of the show. That's okay. Um, just say referendum. How hard is it? No S, no I'm, I. I'm, no, I just forget which one is the right one, and I'll go back and forth. And I'm telling because you, it's my, referendum. my brain thumbs are stupid. I think you'll find it's brain thumb eye. <laughs> Besides being a slap in the face of the victims, the argument is, well, the voters decided this in 1978 when they reinstated the death penalty. Right. And the idea that, well, it was decided once, we can never change it again, and that society doesn't progress. Yeah, I, and I agree. I, and it, so I agree with, with that um Assessment that things like these should be regularly brought up because it, it's not written in stone. Yeah. And our morals and ethics aren't written in stone, especially compared to technology. If technology and science and knowledge of how people work and why people do things and how you might be able to, to fix things that are wrong, all of that's continuously progressing, or is at least supposed to. So it's always a good idea to look back and see, oh, well, this law 
doesn't make sense. So it's time to change this law because we know so much more. We know, for example, that uh, black people are not three quarters of a of a white person. Three fifths. Whatever. Well, and it's also <laughs> in in addition to that, they are people. Our, our analysis skills for a crime scene and everything else have also greatly improved. Exactly. Just like I mean, there are many district attorneys who, and this boggles my mind who are opposing going back and looking at older cases that had already been adjudicated uh-huh. using modern technology, using things like DNA analysis. Eyewitness testimony is inherently the worst kind of testimony that you can have. And yet, that's it's the, that's the it's gold the standard. Sta- yeah, it's the statement of fact, is to have this eyewitness testimony. So if you've got somebody who's been in prison for the rape and murder of somebody, and guess what? If you've got the DNA evidence, you can run that test now. By all means, fucking run the test. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you've got old laws like saying, oh, you know, witnesses is the best thing. Let's rely more on physical evidence like DNA and changing things that way. You've got – there are actually propositions. I can't remember which state and which specific number it is, but one of the states is saying we're going to remove all mentions of segregation from our constitution. Let's just take all that language out mm-hmm. so these laws are not set in stone. Exactly. All right. So, so we, 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 we had touched upon this next one in uh, uh, Massachusetts. Yes. And we, we've talked about this particular issue in, in the past about um, uh, physician-assisted suicide. Right. So in Massachusetts... Um, there's initiative question, uh, well, it's question number two, the death with dignity initiative, which is saying that, um, the measure would allow for a terminally ill patient to be given a lethal, to be prescribed lethal drugs by a physician. The patient would have to be defined as having six months or less to live. Uh, they must request the medication from the doctor, be mentally capable enough to make decisions while cons- consulting doctors, submit their requests orally twice and in writing, and have witnesses, and the diagnose has to be confirmed by another physician. Okay, so this is similar to what they have up in uh, Switzerland or Sweden? I think it's... Where did... Switzerland Switzerland is the one that we talked about that has kind of the assisted suicide... yeah, uh, tourism yeah. laws. So this right. is not kind of a Dr. Kevorkian, he presses the button thing. This is not punishing, essentially not punishing doctors for prescribing a suicide level worth of barbiturates. Yeah, no, this is this is yeah. like the uh, Terry, 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 Pratchett. Terry Pratchett had that documentary of yes. him going around in Switzerland has, if I recall correctly, uh, is almost exactly what, what they've list, what you've just read. Yeah. You have to ask for it twice. You have to go through council consultation and you have to, the you whole have, thing. You have to pass yeah. a lot of hurdles. Yeah. And, you know, from my personal opinion about, um, um, euthanasia is that, this is really specific to terminally ill patients. You have to be someone has to say you're you're going to die in six months. Right. So this so, doesn't this doesn't do people who are perpetually in pain or disabled or or, yeah. or, right. um, or, or in a vegetative state yeah. or whatever. Well, vegetative state doesn't, doesn't exactly. This <laughs> yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of restrictions on it. It's not just it's only terminally ill patient. You have to be of sound mind. You can't be on 
a um, something that that basically lives for you. You yeah, have yeah. to be well. This is what this yeah, is. Not is a, this is a, this is a step in the direction of allowing people to take uh, control not only over their lives but also over their deaths. Yeah. Right. They, you know, the the people, the proponents of this measure are saying, you know, these are people who are going to die anyway, probably in some pain and discomfort. Let them have control over when they die, so they can, because they're going to die anyway. Yeah. But you know, the the. the People against it use a lot of God language. A lot of God tells us when we're going to die, and that's where this kind of—I mean, besides the fact that sure, it's, it's control over your own life is kind of a skeptical issue, but it's really the the religion side of it that's really biting into it. Of you know, the people who are against it are very uh, much like the the Catholics and yeah, well, the it's family. It's the whole appeal stuff. to the emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's there again just. For whatever reason, I keep on going back to the whole abortion debate mainly because that that happened well on the secular side, you know, mm-hmm. up at the Free Thought Convention. And if you haven't seen that debate, it's uh, worth watching. Um, but it's a lot of appeal to emotion when there should be very good reasons why, um, logical reasons why maybe you don't why you shouldn't allow it, or mm-hmm. you know, there there. Are reasons against not allowing this, but I mean, a lot, if, if, a lot you, of, if you have true freedom in this country and you can't take your own life or allow the assistance of that because of whatever reason, then you really don't. And so the whole free to do what you want, especially to yourself. I mean, and and that's the that's also the drug argument, right? And the alcohol and tobacco and whatever. You know, is we should be allowed, as long as we're not hurting someone else, to do what what we want to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the the big argument, and I I, I agree with this argument is if if you take your own life, um, regardless of, of the reason, is you it's not just you because you do have an infrastructure around you, you have society around you, uh, whether it's parents or brothers or sisters or wife or girlfriend or whatever or dog you know and so it's you it's not just you that that you're affecting i mean in the end it's just you but right in in the case of a terminal illness i mean you've got six months say to, to live well from again appeal to emotions sort of but that's six months that you can make, you know, type the loose ends and just take care of things. If you know it's going to happen, you can get stuff done. Probably you're going to do that because you're going to kill yourself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's also a way to, you know when it's going to happen, you can make all of that tie up at the time of your choosing, rather than, okay, everything's tied up, now I wait for... For a, a, however a week long. to you know, and wait for my months. body to decay to, to around decay. me exactly, and, and to cause me more and more pain to yeah. be point where I mean, a lot of the people who are for this say, well, well, there's plenty of palliative care, there's hospices, we're good about pain treatment. Not everything can be treated pain wise. Yeah. Some pain is just so chronic and so bad yeah. that you know, no amount of morphine except the amount of morphine that would kill you 
would take away that much pain. And there's also the the dignity of of the person right. as as you become more and more disabled and less and less able to take care of yourself. And so you have to have somebody come in and do the stuff that. No, I'm not going to go down that road. Um, and so, so, so dignity of of the individual, I think, is also a a very large pro point for this yeah. legislation. A lot of the people who are anti it, uh, you know, talking again on emotional appeals, it you expect them to start talking about death panels. Yeah, because well, they talk about well, they prescribe this medication. And then no one knows what who it goes to. Maybe some heir might say might pressure someone into doing it. But when you have to talk to several doctors about this, you get confirmed. It's not like your nephew Bobby is trying to get your inheritance. Inheritance is really going to be easily able to talk you into this. It's very much a scare tactic of you know. Well, what if you don't really want to die? Well, you have to requ- you have to personally request the medication. You have to ask for this prescription several right. times. You know, there's there's language in here that you have to ask orally, wait 15 days, and then ask again. They give yeah. you time to change your mind. And this law is only about prescribing the medication. It's not actually about administering it. You can be prescribed it, keep it on your bedside just in case you feel you need it. There are a lot of people. I think it was in Oregon and Washington's laws. That get if they do get it prescribed, they actually never take it, yeah. yeah, because they want that peace of mind that say if I want to control myself, I can, and they don't because and, and the fact is that even and this is ignored by the by the uh, the, the against crew, just because you have it, and just because you're there does not mean that you have to follow through, yeah. uh, and again the documentary there were there was one person. That went all the way through the whole thing, paid for it, and then decided not to do it. And that's perfectly yeah, valid. And you, have, right. have, you always have the right to say no. No, exactly. So, and that's the whole point of having to ask to, for the administration yourself and not having your money-grubbing uh, nephew yeah. do it for you. So, I, I would so. guess that this – I mean, I think it's an important issue to be able to, like we've said, control your life if you feel you need to. I personally think it should not just be restricted to only terminally ill. There should be some procedure for other conditions, whether they're physical conditions or if you're in too much emotional pain and you can't fix that. I don't have a problem with suicide in general. But even though this is about assisted suicide for terminally ill patients, and maybe it could be expanded, maybe not, even the Washington and Oregon laws not that many people have availed themselves of this because it's it's not something that everybody is using you 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 would think from the people who are against this argument that the day this starts 10,000 people are going to die yeah there's probably going to be maybe a couple dozen every year who apply for it not all of right, them are going to get through not all of them are going to but but the other but the other thing is I mean a lot of very religious people simply won't do it so then this don't is where, do it ex- exactly <laughs> let others have the choice it's yeah. it's imposing one's religious morals on everyone else yeah I, I concur and that is not what law is for now so speaking of imposing your religious morals on everyone else lightning round no <laughs> <laughs> no. No, okay, we're not doing the lightning round. Sorry, got 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 a. I don't know where I am. Gay marriage. 
Uh, it, well, this this is the same argument, actually. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's the we don't like gay marriage, so we're going to pre- prevent anybody else from ever getting gay married. Yeah. If you don't want to get married, married <laughs> don't have one. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there, there are no, as far as I get, no valid reasons to oppose people who love each other to get married. Yeah. So uh, I, this is something that's been rehashed a dozen times. I'm going to quickly go through the four states that have gay marriage on the ballot. And then we'll talk about whatever we talk about. Are you about. going to talk about the disasters that have hit them since they've uh, in, enacted their gay marriage statutes? Well, not all of them have. So we'll, we'll start with Minnesota, which is doing the standard garden variety that's been going on for the last, I don't know, 10 Marriages, years. Marriages, one man and one woman, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, yes. I really need to know where that's in the Bible, by the way. <laughs> Because uh, it ain't the Old Testament. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this is why I'm just going over these the, what the ballot measures actually are, because we've talked ad nauseum about how gay marriage is not much of a thing in the Bible, except for one little Leviticus thing, and Jesus said nothing about gayness or whatever, besides the fact that he hung yeah, out never with mind the 12 fact that he dudes goes, all the time. Yeah. He hung out with 12 dudes for a really so long time. So as Donna sing-songed to us, in Minnesota, it's the standard constitutional amendment defining marriage as one woman and one man. Um, the actual um, definition is that limiting the statutes of marriage to opposite-sex couples and just recognizing that. So that's pretty standard. And, of course, you get people like Michelle Bachman from Minnesota who are for this. Um, the interesting... Yeah, well, that's because she has a gay marriage. Yes. <laughs> um, the... Yeah, she's already got hers. The, the thing with this ballot measure is that the polls I've seen in the last year or so, um, incidentally, I've been using a lot of information on ballotpedia.org, B-A-L-L-O-T-pedia.org. <laughs> you had to spell ballot, but not pedia? Well, maybe someone, <laughs> thought, maybe somebody thought I was talking about a, a lyrical song, a ballad, because sometimes I don't enunciate very well. Okay. Okay, whatever. Sure. Moving along. So a lot of the polls I've seen on the Minnesota initiative are kind of mixed. Both numbers are usually in the 40s. So it's kind of an even split. We'll see how that actually falls. Um, Next, we have um, Washington State, which um, there was a legislative bill, Senate Bill 6239 and House Bill 2516 that basically reconciled together uh, that... Uh, legalized same-sex marriage in the state. Immediately as soon as that passed, the let's just go with Bible-thumping thumping nutbags uh, decided <laughs> to... Because they're fun. Um, decided to get enough signatures to have a veto referendum on the ballot. So this is referendum 74 in Washington. And I want to make an, a, a statement about that. That ballot was written so badly that referendum 74 was written so badly and there was a considerable considerable amount of how shall we say bible thumping jesus freaks kind of playing with the wording when they were getting people to sign it to put it on the ballot right what now what the- so i'm you know yeah i'm just leaving yeah. it at that <laughs> so what the the ballot language actually says when you go to vote is 
The legislature passed in gross substitute Senate Bill 6239 concerning marriage for same-sex couples, modified domestic partnership law, and religious freedom, and voters have filed sufficient referendum petition on this bill. This bill would allow same-sex couples to marry, preserve domestic partnerships only for seniors, and preserve the right of clergy or religious organizations to to refuse to... That was a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) To refuse to perform, recognize, or accommodate any marriage ceremony. This bill should be A, approved, B, rejected. And that's how people talk up in Washington State. Uh, Uh, Apparently. So essentially, this is a bill that passed already, and the the Bible-thumping nutbags said, we want to veto this. We want to reject this measure. So fortunately, you have loud voices like the podcaster Dan Savage and a lot of um, a, a lot of local newspapers or whatever bas- saying that um, this should should the bill should be approved. It's mm-hmm. it's tough with some of these ballots to know which side you're actually supposed to vote on. Yeah, because they they fill up the th- and they do that on purpose. Yeah, right. They purposely write misleading. Yeah, so so if you're not paying yeah. attention to, like like me, I don't watch the news. I, I don't you know I read blogs, which actually you get more information from the blogs. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but if you're not paying attention, you just go in and you see this ballot initiative. It, you think you know what you're voting for, in fact you don't, and yeah. so they're hoping that you will vote their way. It's annoying. Yes, very much so. So in some of these cases, if you don't know, sometimes it's best not to vote. Because in this case, you're either approving or rejecting. So if there's more rejection votes, it'll be taken away. So if you don't vote, it's voting for it. Right. Whereas in the, the, the Minnesota bill, which is we want to put this referendum on the books to say man, woman, marriage only. So... It's, if you just listen to the national news, especially, it's hard to remember what your specific state is doing, especially if you don't, if you know you've been away for college or whatever, and you forget what's going on in your home state. And I'm just going to make my one statement of make all marriages a civil union. If you want quote a marriage, and you want your marriage recognized by your fucking church and your fucking priest then you know what go to your fucking church and your fucking priest and have him bless it whatever according to daryl ray mostly the fucking church is the unitarians but go yeah. Ahead. yeah but <laughs> all all unions between man woman man man woman woman man woman 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 man man whatever i don't care i i believe that it should be more than you should have the option of more than one you should be able to annoy more than one person for the rest of your life. You really should be able to. I do that to you two every week. Does that I mean we're married? No. No, no this is a podcast. Wow. wow. This wow. is a podcast. That was a lot of hate directed by... No, God, no. Uh-uh. The, yes. We're, we're, more annoyance, we're a, really. We're in a podcast civil union. Okay. Yeah. By the way, going back to, uh, I asked earlier, the, the Bible verse, uh, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 2 to 3. Um, anyway, that's the verse that they, they go to, where it does say one man, woman, husband and his wife. Forgetting Samson and all those people who oh, had yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. multiple wives. Yeah, exactly. It says, the husband shall fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise. 
Harpo was very worried about gay marriage. Apparently. Yes. Well, See, even the dogs. The, the thing about that, um, Damn you know, the, the law in Washington is that the laws, this is, again, a, a law that passed the Civil Marriage Protection Act, which sounds worse than it is, um, will allow same-sex couples to let it obtain a civil marriage starting January 1st, 2013, that passed in Maryland. Um, it also has protection for the clergy. If you don't want to have a gay marriage in your church, no one's going to force you. It's just making sure that the civil state marriage, anybody can do it. Man, woman, yeah. man, man, right. woman, So woman. these state employees who turn around and go, oh, I can't marry them in Iowa because it's against my... Fuck them. Yeah. No, they- no, actually punish them by not fucking them. Yeah, well, they should never move them into a position where they don't have that authority. Yeah, it's kind of like pharmacists who won't give you the morning after pill or right. or even contraception because it's against their religion. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? I think in those cases, I mean, you do have a right to work. They should probably be forced to say on their their door that you know. We will not provide. Yeah, so you don't the day, waste your we will not time. provide the morning no, after pill. If you're a state pill. employee, you have to do what the state mandates yeah, you do. But but a pharmacist is not necessarily a state employee. Oh, I, I thought yeah, you were he talking was talking about the, about the marriage clinic. No, no, sorry, yeah. I, I was talking specifically about uh, pharmacists and and uh, yeah, but someone. usually those are corporate rules that we are going to fulfill all these these drugs. Sure. So you're on, on you're breaking your contract corpor- with your yeah, yeah. Corporations should be uh, I hate to say it amoral as far as that goes. Yeah. They they shouldn't care because honestly the, yeah, what they should care about the is corporation their bottom is, line yeah, which is <laughs> what they do. But once you start getting the Chick Fil A's uh, mouthing off, yeah. then suddenly you you've got a problem. Well, speaking of mouthing off, you have. Um, there, there are people who are for and against this this Maryland initiative. The people who are supporting making sure the law in question six that creates civil marriages in Maryland for all sexes and all combinations thereof, including people, you know, the AFL-CIO unions, Marylanders for marriage equality, Catholics for equality, uh-huh. former President Bill Clinton, the Democrats. <coughs> so you have a lot of the, the usual suspects. Suspects, thank you. But you also have, like I said, Catholics for equality, people who are religious and say, because I'm religious, I think that everybody should be able to have have happiness and this union before God. Sure. There are and plenty of people who are on both sides of this argument who are both also religious. Yeah. And and there there is the the argument to be made uh, against the religious uh, ideology is just saying, look, they're going to burn in hell anyway, whether you care. Yeah. Yeah. Gay marriage is very social issue where skeptically you want to say why is it so bad that my neighbors or my friends my family why what is so bad about them getting married explain to me that rationally don't just point to your old book Right, right. But give me an actual real-world explanation of why that's bad you have some people saying oh well think of the children (laughs) I know plenty of children of gay parents who are great, plenty of children who have of straight parents who are completely fucked up. So right. and the give studies, me some real evidence. The studies, That's the the studies have shown yeah. that there's no difference between uh, the, the gay families and, and the uh, heterosexual families. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. I've been to three gay weddings and, and several straight weddings in the past two years, and I am sorry the gay weddings are so much more fun. Well. <laughs> they really are. They really do actually go all out for their weddings. Right, but imagine a, a gay wedding uh, that's 
being allowed by, say, the church. I think it would be uh, just as traditional and boring <laughs> as, a, as a traditional <laughs> way. Well, like, the last one that I went to, it was like a three-day party. It was, like, fabulous. Well, yeah, but think of, like, a Catholic gay marriage ceremony. The I last, don't think that'll ever happen. The, the last Catholic marriage ceremony I went to... <laughs> yeah, they did the with, Kyle thing. Yeah, there was some. What? You were okay. You yes, were, the the congregation was supposed to bless the couple in their their vows and whatever. Uh-huh. Everybody was instructed to stand up and raise their right hand forward and up <laughs> in the fucking Nazi salute and repeat a prayer and bless everybody. Wow. I stood up, but I didn't fucking put my hand up. Besides the fact that it would be hypocritical of me to. Mutter a prayer Bless. or something. Yeah, yeah. But did you send them and go? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, I mean, it's you, you got to wonder. I, they, 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 the Nazis stole and destroyed a lot of uh, pretty cool things. Yeah, you got to wonder. Like Leonard Nimoy took the Vulcan salute from a Jewish ceremony yeah. where you hold up your hands like that. Uh, you think maybe Adolf Hitler took that from the Catholics? Huh? No, no, he was Lutheran. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, it was Catholic. Anyway, so, moving on, what we got next? So, next, we're actually going to kind of go back to California. Um, there are a couple... Those damn Californians, yeah, though. Yeah, I, I having lived in California... Hi, Janine! I, I know their, uh, the ballot initiative stuff was where I first heard of it there. I, it wasn't such a big thing everywhere else, but California is big on ballots initiatives. Um, and Proposition 37 is a fairly controversial one, which is mandatory labeling of genetically engineered food. Essentially saying that that, um, requiring labeling food on raw or processed food offered for sale to consumers, the language of the bill says they'll require labeling on raw or processed food offered for sale to consumers if the food is made from plants or animals with genetically material changed in specified ways. Prohibit labeling or advertising of such food as, quote-unquote, natural, but exempt from this requirement foods are, quote-unquote, certified organic, unintentionally produced with genetically engineered materials, made from animals fed or injected with genetically engineered material, but not genetically engineered themselves, processed (laughs) with or containing only small amounts of genetically engineered ingredients, administered for treatment of medical conditions, sold for immediate consumption, such as in a restaurant, or alcoholic beverages. So, essentially, anything that, that has had what they consider genetic modification, slap a label on it saying contains genetically modified organisms. Okay, so are they going to slap labels on bananas? Yep, that's pretty much the argument I have. Tomatoes, are they going... corn... Right, because these are beef. all genetically modified over... But not naturally in a lab Frankenfood. Okay, okay, here's the argument against that. <laughs> if you crossbreed... Um, an animal or a plant or whatever. No, a, so, plum, a plum and an apple. A plapple? Yeah. I was going to say tangelo, tangerine. Yeah. and. Okay. You crossbreed to fruit, and somehow in your natural crossbreeding, where you're just kind of making sperm and egg come together, you well, produce... Well, you just make it sound disgusting. You produce a, <laughs> a, a variant that naturally produces an excessive amount of arsenic. That's natural. That's, right. but that's, 
that should be actually warned against. Right. Well, and, and to, apples actually used to have a higher level of arsenic in yeah. them, and they no longer have that, so we've modified them. Whereas maybe you have an apple or something that you genetically modify to produce a little bit more... Okay, maybe apples Sugar. don't have this. Vitamin C. Even something beneficial. Yeah. Still, if it was genetically modified in a lab as opposed to crossbreeding it, why would you slap a label on one versus the other? No. Okay. That's so it doesn't. T- that, that's it, essentially your banana and tomato and maize corn yeah, argument. Well, the, the list of the stuff that they want to to label and not label doesn't make sense. It's like, well, someone is going to make the decision. Well, I think that this is GM, and I think this is not GM. And so, who are these people? Is this another government agency that you're going to have to pay for? Uh, I mean, how you regulate it, there's, there's, there's money involved, and quite frankly, what does it tell you? What does it really tell you? One, right. one of the big arguments about um, against this is that it does put... It puts the regulation of this on a state agency, but does not give any additional funds to that state <laughs> agency. So there's a money problem there, but also the biggest problem that I've seen, besides... People criticizing how vaguely, like you said, how vague the language is, is what is organic versus what, what is, is genetically is, modified, yeah. is it allows anybody for any reason, for any suspicion, without evidence of any harm, to sue the person who sold you the apple. Yeah. So a, a small grocer who doesn't know the entire chain of all their supplies, Could for some it. reason, yeah. they're the ones who are on the hook for this. Yeah. Where right. this is really, the people are couching this who are against it, who are against genetically modified foods, I should say, are tying this to very emotional things like Frankenfoods and, yeah. oh, Monsanto, they're evil. Right. And this, this is where I have another complaint. Go for the it, Donna. two sides of it, you've got DuPont and Monsanto as being the big proponents against this bill. On the other side, well, you have the Organics Consumer Fund and Mercola for it. Mercola? Joseph Mercola. Oh. Hmm. So I'm sitting here going, I hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with either one of them. So, you know, it, it's that, that damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of. There, There is a, um, a case to be argued that it'd be nice to know what... Specifically, how if it has been modified for whatever reason, for whatever reason, that there is a place you can go to find out what that modification has been. One, Whether one of those QR codes or yeah, yeah, something like that. that. So, so put that on there and say, okay, well, this one was specifically grown to f- combat the dung beetle. To be resistant of disease, to yeah, be right. resistant of pests or something. Yeah, yeah. And and then, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice if, if, like, Monsanto was a little bit more forthcoming <laughs> on why that they were, why they did stuff, how they did stuff. Okay, this mm. grain fights uh, uh, mosquitoes. This grain was genetically modified to grow on a thicker stalk so it doesn't fall over so you can have more yeah. grain on the stalk. Yeah. yeah. That has nothing to do with its health. It was. It's actually can feed more people, but because it was genetically modified, people knee jerk hate it. Yeah, and so so it'd be, it'd be nicer if there, like you said, like a QR code or something that would tell you why it's considered modified. Not that it's genetic. Okay, it's genetically modified. That's great. But what has? I mean, just because just labeling it genetic modified tells you nothing. 
Yeah. It tells you nothing at all because it might be a beneficial change or what you might think is a beneficial change, but because you won't get that extra vitamin C, uh, but it, you don't know. It all goes to the It doesn't idea tell that you anything. The, the big selling point that the people who are pro um, Proposition 37 are saying is, well, it's our right to know what's in our food. And that's true. You do have yeah. a right to know what's but in your food. Just saying a label that contains this doesn't give you any information. What you no. need is the equivalent of you need the equivalent of that label that started going on our all our food ten calories 20, 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah, the fat versus sugar versus carbohydrates. Yeah. We can see you can compare normal Oreos to fat-free Oreos and say, you know what, they're really not that different. I'll just right. go with the normal. Exactly. Exactly. So it. You need actual information as opposed to this, which opens for lawsuits for small grocers, is going to be a cost on the state for regulating it, for not really getting a lot of use out of it. And it it's really – it's got the other motivations it's of being anti-Monsanto and yeah. just it's, it's, not it's good bad, science. It's, yeah, it's not good science. It's just bad legislation because it's – it doesn't make things clear. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, because the prime example is, you know, prohibits labeling or advertising such foods or other processed food as natural. Food is natural. Okay. <laughs> Even that crappy cheese food product has natural stuff in it. Plus, <laughs> you, you said the word yeah. processed that some people are saying that anything that is not just an apple on a table as has right. been processed, processed in some way, even right. if it uses all organic, quote-unquote organic stuff, because it's been processed, the the language on this is so vague well, that it, it could be considered, well, it's – it's you can't – you have to label it genetically modified because it's been processed. Right. Well, it's, it's like they used to irradiate food, right? And in fact, yeah. they probably still do meats and stuff. Well, yeah, to kill and they bacteria. also do that like with with apples; they freeze them. Right. So is that is that process? Is that, is that processing? Is that processing of exactly? That's you know, why that's this natural. is such a bad measure. It's yeah. it's all based on the assumption that anything processed or genetically modified is automatically bad for you, despite the fact that the science has come in yet again and again saying most genetically modified foods, especially once it gets to the consumer level. Are not bad for you. Most of the time, even evil, horrible Dracula corporations like Monsanto, if they develop a tomato that kills you, they're not going to fucking sell it. Because <laughs> they're not going to want to kill their customers. Well, Unless they are. <laughs> yeah. I read a Tom Clancy novel where they were doing just that. I think. May not be a Tom <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to talk about our song challenge that we just recently had. We- song challenge. Last month when we decided the song challenge, or when I should say I decided the song challenge. Yes, you did. You put your foot down. I put my foot down for once, and I made... Actually, she kind of headbutted us with her splank no cranium. But I'm fum. (laughs) You're getting ahead of yourself, Gary. Oh, dear. I made Gary and Greg... I I just faced the music. (laughs) 
Fuck can you. I, can I actually, <laughs> you know, get through this, guys? Okay. So earlier this month, or earlier in October, we did the song challenge, and I made Gary and Greg work in three words to their songs. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I chose Greg three random words. <laughs> Um, splanchnocranium, which is actually a anthropological term for the facial skeleton. So not very random for you. Go right. ahead. Uh, I figured that's, you know, it's one of those words that I love and nobody ever uses. So I just, Is it actually uh, anthropological or is it also a medical, medical term? Medical, probably. Okay. But yeah. uh, only anthropologists actually use it. Yeah. Most people probably say, your face. Yeah. Your face bone stuff. Okay. <laughs> Another word that they had to work in was Hitchcock or Alfred Hitchcock, because I am a huge aficionado of Hitchcock as a no-tour. And finally, I had to work in the words United Nations Day because, well, hell, my birthday was on United is on United Nations Day, and so, fuck it. Just work there it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to listen to Greg's song first. I don't remember which one we did first last time. I but think I went first. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Greg's we're going to m- listen to Greg's song first. And just to let you know, um, even though um, I'm going to spoil alert a little bit here, Gary's song references and kind of talks a little bit about Donna. I want to let the listeners know my song is not about Donna. <laughs> yeah, because your song is, um, how shall we say, slit your wrist and get it over with. <laughs> a little on the mobile side. But in a fun way. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not even at all. So let's take a listen. How long can you hold on to a dream? You try to grasp at the clouds, the details slip into the ether. Sexy visions are a Hitchcock horror We can't hold on to either As real as they may seem You gotta let go of those dreams How long can break the back of your conspiracy house of cards Masons and United Nations are usually who they say they are as real as you want it to be you gotta let go of those ideas How long can you hold on to a belief? It hits you 
cranium That gods and ghosts are myths Fantasies make great stories But reality is what we live with As real as a nice motif You gotta let go of those beliefs Challenge. Yes. What did you think of it? Um, I actually found. I that think his song pretty much tells us how he thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I think his song, his well, song was a big "fuck you, Donna." Fuck. You. No, no, it's it, it's not in reference to you. It's it's not personal at all. This has nothing to do with my personal life. <laughs> Pay no attention to this weeping man behind the curtain. He doth uh, protest too much. Um. No, but the actual challenge of including Hitchcock, United Nations Day, and Splank No Cranium into the song, I actually found surprisingly not awful. Yeah. You know, I got kind of the ins- inspiration for the song, which is essentially, you know, these things that are not great for you, like holding on to outdated beliefs or crazy ideas or stuff like or. Other or stuff. Or specifically having a bad breakup and not being able to get over it. <laughs> yes, holding on to that stuff is not good for s- someone in general. <laughs> Once I got that, you think, okay, you know, 
you've got this bad dream. Well, bad dream, Alfred Hitchcock. Aha, there we go. Or holding on to a bad idea. Well, a bad idea like a conspiracy theory. Like someone might think the United Nations is behind all this horrible conspiracy theory. And then somehow... Sprankly cranium. Spankno cranium? That was a bit of Freudian penis. Sorry. Um, yeah. It, it, the, the fitting of inning of the words. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> fitting the words into the song was not as hard as I thought it would be. So once once that kind of came, I could figure out how to fit them into the songs, and it was really the inspiration of what I wanted to write about. That was the, you know, getting past that, oh, I can fit this in there and that in there, okay, good, works, okay, done, now cry. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, obviously this is a song where you worked out a few issues and... and I don't know what you're talking about, Donna! So I have a question. How long ago did that happen? <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Okay, obviously. Some listeners probably know what I'm talking about, but I am not going to say. Um, so, like I said, I, it is different for you. Normally, you are a little bit more up-tempo. Don't you know that is different for Greg? Most, Yeah, most of my stuff, I try to be a little funny, a little quirky, play on words and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, just kind of said, all right, if I'm going to do a depressing, sad ballad of a song, I'm just going to go there. So, I, you know, he's going to tell you. So, and my next question is, is would you be up for a challenge like this again in the future in, say, six months or something? The the, wor- the fitting in of the yeah. words thing? Yeah, sure. That's fine. I, I mean, I, I'll agree. I it mean, was an interesting challenge. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> if, 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 if I took this song out on the road on tour... And wanted to simplify it, all I really would have to say is it hits you in the face that these things are a myth. A myth. Yeah. If I, if if someone's like, I don't understand that, you just got to change it. I could technically change it in the future if I, if it was wanted to. But the song is is nice as it is. Yeah. In the, in your particular case, blank cranium it may take you out of the song. Yeah, face would work better, but. My response to people who don't understand the word is go look, look it up. up. Look it up. I mean, for, don't, I'm not going to pander to you. Okay. <laughs> so now we will move over to Gary, and we will Lear. listen to his song for a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> Happy.
Same question to you. Yeah. How was it was writing this a song? Was about a bad that... breakup? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we didn't break up. No. Because actually, Gary wrote his song in reference to me, which is, yeah. I have to say, a little bit cool. You know, cause... And a little bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> have you not been around me a lot? I kind of like the creepy. <laughs> you bring the creepy out. Yeah. Well, actually, this is the, the second version of the song, because the, the very first line, sometimes satellites... I can't seem to be flying through the night, was the original verse from a completely different take on on this song. And then after writing it, I thought, well, no, I'll I'll do it from sort of your perspective. You're being Donna. Yes. So the song is from Donna's point of view. Because, I mean, well, the, li- the, the listeners like couldn't see you point at Donna, so I wanted to make sure that was clear. Ah! Yeah, and like I said, it was very odd to see you do this kind of happy, cheerful song. What? <laughs> Yours was... Okay, compared to Greg's. Uh, yeah, okay. apparently it's all relative. <laughs> Yours was chipper. Hmm. Than than Greg's. Let's just let's just. Well, I mean, in this it, particular case, there's a, a. It was a sugar pop song. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very '80s bubblegum. No, it wasn't. Pop. It was a punk song. <laughs> Not '80s. What the fuck '80s? What's the shit with the '80s? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a. Mine was from the '80s. <laughs> from what the short hair glam bands? <laughs> yeah, my, my, it's my version of every rose has its thorn. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Only as a baritone. <laughs> no, I, I was going for more for the, the the new punk type feel, so not so much the the eighties. I hope I... that came through. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Right. Uh, it is it is what it is, and I, I so write like the way you said, like what did you think about having to work the words in? I didn't have I didn't have a problem with it at all, actually. Uh, I mean, once I knew what the words were, they kind of just flowed in there fit together all nice yeah. and pretty like exactly mm-hmm. and i would take this back to, to greg apparently greg decided to get some revenge on us or revenge <laughs> on me because he did an extra song well yeah it was revenge on myself but also kind of self-therapy yeah because i will hate to say this it's a fucking earworm that song yeah. gets in your head well okay and let's it back just up a second there uh because you're not talking about holding on, which is the no. first song we did. No, so the second the, song that you wrote, the Happy day Sloth. Af- yeah, the, well, the day after I finished writing um, "Holding On," the depressing Splanknocranium song, I, I, I woke. Did it take you to write the song? <laughs> I, I basically woke up with the idea for another song that was a lot happier, and it's called "Happy Sloth." And it's all about, it's a good thing to get vaccination. And as you mentioned, it's a lot more chipper and poppy, and it's a lot more kind of fun jug band kind of friends and hanging out in a room theme. Earworm. I'm, that, that's, I think that's sometimes a, no, a, it's a marker not. of a successful song. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, yes. I, I, I disagree completely. Well, yeah, but you're not a musician. So what do you know? <laughs> The earworm thing actually is, like he said, it's a that's a sign of a successfully written poppy because it sticks in your ear, and so a lot of people apparently like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm different. I, I, I hate it when, when I have the same thing, but I, I strive to get that, you know, I yeah. strive for that because... You strive to be different. Well, yeah, but... Because you, you are. Yeah, but but you have to you have to do something that has a melody that people can sing. The, the one thing that, that I do, as opposed to, like, I, I, Greg, for, for a lot of things, and a lot of the certainly pop music out there, is I change up the words in the chorus. So I have new words the entire way through the song, usually. Mm-hmm. And that's just my, my personal preference, because I... Well, Jesus sometimes I did that, like a few months yeah, ago yeah, with yeah. John Buncombe. Right. Each chorus part was similar but different words. Right. Which is usually against my nature. Like you said, usually I think of the choruses, you say that refrain every time. Right, because that's that's supposed to be the high point of the song. And I understand that, but I have, I don't know, I have this thing that just Dep- against Depends it. on the song. Sometimes yeah, it needs exactly. that rep- repetitiveness. Sometimes you got to change things up. Sure, like five yeah. Five Color Photographs, for example, mm-hmm. which... Uh, is one of my songs, which we haven't played, I don't think, on this, but I repeat the chorus. However, when I repeat the chorus, I also change the uh, the melody, the, the melody yeah. each time in the, in the harmonies. And you so, you so. got to have that little bit of variation yeah. in there. So exactly. well, that I, I, I don't know how much time we're going to have on the show, so maybe this Happy Sloth song might yeah, we'll make it on the show, maybe yeah. not. Um, but it'll be up, uh, both, all three songs will be up on our Skepticwire SoundCloud. It's Claude. <laughs> <laughs> we have this guy named Claude. He plays our songs for us. <laughs> and he's Norwegian. <laughs> I would like to play this one for you. You And we piss off another portion of the world. Yay! <laughs> but with that being said, we do have to now figure out our next song challenge. And I figure... We're heading into Thanksgiving, an all-American day, one of the few truly American holidays. So it's going to be about leprechauns. No. I'm thinking it should be about food and gluttony. Okay, just as a a general topic. Okay. I like it. I like it, too. Go on to soundcloud.com slash skepticwire, I think it is. Uh And check out songs from this month and previous months. So, thank you for joining us this week once again. Yes. Um, uh, since last week was pretty much all interviews, uh, it was good to be back and back have a good time. Back in the satellite studio of Go Recording Studios. <laughs> These are Gerg Recording Studios. No satellite, man. Yes, it is. Yeah, this is a satellite Go Recording Studio. See, because it's G-O, so G could stand for Gerg. Mm-hmm. Oh, it still sounds for Oscar, though. <laughs> sad sloth is sad. Man, sad sloth is sad. <laughs> okay, do you have a name for your studio? No name, no studio. Satellite studio until you come up with a name. Okay. All right, it is the no-name studio. <laughs> Taken. <laughs> the nameless studio. Yeah, okay. No. Really? That's what you're going to go with? No, but... <laughs> no! <laughs> Harpo Productions. Oh, crap, that's taken. That's taken. <laughs> okay, Oprah. <laughs> and it was Harpo with two R's. Horror! <laughs> it's a pirate studio. Horror. There you go. Okay, right. well, I guess we should say goodbye to our listeners and oh, welcome yeah. them back next week. Yeah. Yeah! Please. Please come back. <laughs> yes, we hope we didn't scare you off with the 
with the interviews. And we hope we didn't scare you off with our politics. <laughs> or scare you off with our depressing songs. Yeah. Or just scare you. <laughs> Happy Halloween, folks! Ooh, we've also been first. Yay! Cheers! Bye. <laughs> just trying to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Sounds are actually pretty smart. They mm. type very well. <laughs> in poor. And poor. and 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 Darwin. Bite your freaking tongue. Harpo just wishes she had thumbs. I know. But, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get. Uh, <laughs> say that again. There we go. We can cut out all that. <laughs> Try to figure out what the hell your dog's Not dog and crutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he has dog and crotch disease. Put him down. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, Harpo? You smell peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Poor oh Donna God. can't have that experience. <laughs> well, you remember it pretty well. Oh, you know. Every first time for everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Greg, do we have any birthdays today? <laughs>